With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. That's a wrap on week nine of the NFL season. Welcoming, get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. And you can hide me, you know, find me probably hiding behind my couch, Mike, because I may have brought you the worst prediction that we have seen in fantasy football history coming over from our last episode. So that, you, that's where you may be finding me hiding somewhere so I can't be seen on what will be thought of as one of the worst predictions ever in fantasy football. Nah, but see, here's the thing. I couch it in the 
the expectations were it was more an, a lower your expectations versus an outright <laughs> don't play the guy. <laughs> right? I mean, because that's really what we're talking about here. Uh, and I, I certainly went was going through my list as I'm watching the games unfold. I've got the sheet in front of me. And then my daughter had a soccer game in the middle of the afternoon. So I'm checking scores. And, and with the afternoon games, the luxury that there were only two of them. Something yes. that, something that you know, for that purpose, since I was away from my television set and all the monitors and everything else, and the way I, I orchestrate watching all the games for the morning, it was okay. There's two games to follow and track along. I'll go back and rewatch those. It'll be all fine and good. But I'm sitting there going, man, there's going to be a lot of red on my sheet this week. There's a lot of chaos and mutant results going on. And then in the end, it looked pretty bad. I, I got to say, a lot of red going on here. It was, uh, I, you know, I give you a points of Palooza every week heading into the weekend. My points of Palooza did not hit uh, Andy Dalton. Actually looked like Andy Dalton, uh, at least a later year Andy Dalton uh, for the Saints on Monday night. So I liked Saints and Ravens being the points of Palooza. That did not come to fruition. Your Bears, how about that being in the uh, the conversation as well? That's, a, really- fun, that's a fun 20-minute deep dive uh, for another type of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Like, that's, you know, and we'll get into that. We'll get into to what's happening with the Bears. But my worst prediction was, you know this, every week I give you a reason to start a guy and a reason to bench a guy. And my reason to start a guy uh, was because I said message received, and that was Romeo Dobbs. He got the message from Aaron Rodgers, bouncing off of or bouncing back from uh, that performance a couple of weeks ago. We saw him used against Buffalo. Well, Dobbs goes down with the ankle injury early, only has one catch for Green Bay, and now out four to six weeks. But that pales into compare to comparison. Pales in comparison. That's what I'm trying to say. To me. For me, telling you, see, this is even tough for me to say because it's so bad. I told you to bench Joe Mixon. I did on the last podcast because, honestly, Mike, we had questions yeah. about what happened a week ago on Monday Night Football against the Browns. And I actually thought that Joe Mixon looked like he kind of lost a step. And then when I watched him against the Panthers, it looked like he gained 15 steps because it was amazing. Every time I looked up, it seemed that Joe Mixon was running into the end zone, and he did five times. So the week that Joe Mixon has a, what, top 10, top 15 all-time fantasy performance, I told you to, hey, maybe you want to bench him because you never know what that Carolina Panthers defense could bring you. Oof. Hey, he was on my list of cold sores. <laughs> Jeez. Right? I mean, no, just from a – I'll temper my expectations that he goes to a, hey. an RB2. Yeah. Right? Or, or mid-RB2 or something and that they're spreading the ball around. But Carolina – You'd seen a, at least a, a slight bit of inspiration after the coaching change. Nah, they got their asses kicked, uh, and Joe Mixon was the guy doing it. It was it was so bad, and he was again, doing high knees all over the place. Yeah, like I, I I don't I don't ever want you to bench Joe Mixon. When we go big game hunting in those scenarios, we don't really want you to bench your bench your starters, bench your bench your stars. But we do try to look for advantages or spots where maybe guys aren't performing. And maybe Joe Mixon listens to this podcast. Uh, maybe that was the motivation. Well, that's good. Yes. Maybe, maybe I'll ask him on Twitter. Hey, Joe. <laughs> 
Wow. It's, <laughs> it was so bad. So, so bad. With every touchdown, Mike, it got worse. I think I texted you on touchdown number four. Yeah. And then there was another one. Then that he was added, added another one. That. that was just yes. insulting at that point. Yeah. yeah like, how no. dare you? He really hates you. <laughs> so, like, need- with working with Jason Smith for a number of years here at Fox Sports Radio, I've had pretty good authority based on some interactions. There are some guys that have a liking problem with him based on something he said. Whether it's starting pitching in Major League Baseball and its importance, drawing the ire of Oral Hershiser, or Charles Woodson at a Super Bowl party, shaking his hand and not letting go, going, I know you. There are people that have their issues. Joe Mixon might now be your guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, if that's the case, (laughs) Bengal fans should thank me then because uh, he was moving and grooving on Sunday and five touchdowns. Yeah, I saw, I think, top 12 uh, in in some fantasy all-time. By the way, if you're you're doing a a fantasy all-time ranking, don't go back to the 1960s. Don't go back to the 1940s. No one was playing fantasy football back then. They don't count. Sorry, Gail Sayers probably had an awesome game, which I think was like, you know, one of the top ones, Mike. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, yeah, it, in, it, the, in the 60s, it started to exist. It was being played. I, I wrote a whole book about this, Dan. Uh, it, it, it was a couple of chapters in a, a much larger fantasy world book. But the uh, beat writers and executives of the Raiders were, had started a league in the 60s. So it was being tracked, but it was generally touchdowns. Like, because now we're doing the revisionist history of like, well, how many receptions did a guy have? Yeah. And whatever else. Like, they were playing, you weren't, certainly weren't playing a PPR league even 10 years ago. So stop kidding yourselves. Yes, exactly. That's my, that's my point. Just to have, to have that in a ranking. And yeah, you could go back and check the box scores and say, this guy did this, this guy did that, but nobody was playing in, in those, in those leagues at that time, as you said, may have been a touchdown only thing, whatever the case is, but there's no half point PPR. There's no full point PPR. There was none of that. So don't give me that, but Joe Mixon, a top 10 all time performance. So who cares what else I said, Mike? because that takes the cake no i i had plenty of uh landmines that that found their way into the content uh, of week nine but a crazy week overall and it got crazier on monday uh not to go deep dive on the indianapolis colts as the coach side of it uh but certainly some ramifications to come jeff saturday you ever see that one coming no no that, that's showing you 2022 is unlike any nfl season you have ever encountered Nuts, crazy! It's one of our one of our topics that, that I want to yeah. get into. Do you want do you want to dive in right now, or do you want to do? Why, why don't play? we just do the uh, the quick run through of the okay. good, the bad, the ugly? Uh, I had Allen number one. Uh, he finished as the third top scorer of the week, but now we have how long is the injury, the UCL, and how much of Case Keenum do we have to see? We'll get into that as we do waiver wires and deeper topics. Uh, two I had as a top five, great. Patrick Mahomes, yardage for days. Uh, Kyler was still a number eight, so while not top five, he, he was sniffing around. Uh, the hot plays, Captain Kirk was a guy that I didn't know what to do with, uh, but he finished 10th. Uh, Fields was the number one for the week. Uh, Everything that you could possibly want, 178 yards rushing. And finally, Cole Komet came out of hibernation. Uh, He's supposed to be going into hibernation now, but came out now. And even Aaron Rodgers finished as a back-end number one, as ugly as that game was. Why? Because nobody penalizes for interceptions, really. It's like, ah, whatever. 
It's not always his fault, so blank that. Uh, got the Matthew Stafford thing right on the cold sores, although I think I could probably just put him in Sharpie at this point on the sheet and never think about it again. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so that, that's kind of scary uh, as you go through it. Uh, we, we talked Jonathan Taylor, but put the caveat that we didn't expect him to go or if there was a potential he didn't, and he didn't. And they didn't. And you go through. Uh, when we look at the wide receiver position on the cold sores, also I had the wonderful world of Stefan Diggs. So I, I guess I get credit for that because he wasn't a top play. Uh, still a solid day in your PPR leagues, but nothing spectacular. Uh, the Drake gave me two touchdowns as part of my ninja crew. Josh Palmer went over 100 yards. So feeling pretty good about that. Andy Dalton screwed me, blank him. Uh, and And Kenneth Walker and Austin Eckler did the job for me once again. Stevenson found the end zone in that lopsided Patriots win. So all in all, an okay day. I'll I'll take some victories, but the the Drake gets me. And then expecting more from Arizona, what an idiot I am. Well, I'll tell you what. I thought it could have been a game where Seattle was maybe looking ahead to that trip to Germany maybe just thought, hey, we beat this team a couple of weeks ago. And it started out, Cardinals went down and scored early, and then their offense didn't score until late in the game to to kind of pull them within a score. Then the Seahawks had a drive to seal the deal. But, yeah, the the Cardinals are who uh, I think we thought they were. Fire them all, Dan. Yeah, it was it was not good. Well, you had James Conner back as well. Thought yeah. maybe that that could be an opportunity. And DeAndre Hopkins had two great games. Did get into the end zone. Uh, didn't have a lot of yards on Sunday, but also um, actually had a touchdown called back. And then Kyler Murray threw one on the next play to Zach Ertz. So could have been a better day for him. But the Cardinals always disappointing. That is that seems to be that should be their motto if there was a yearbook picture. <laughs> Arizona always disappointing. Will you sign my yearbook? <laughs> yeah. Wait, is this for 2022 way, or 2021? I know this. I know the Super Bowls uh, in Arizona this year. Are you an Arizona fan, a Phoenix fan, a uh, a fan of that city and state? I've had some some good times there. Gone for a couple of spring training trips back in the day, and mm-hmm. and and Super Bowl week uh, long ago. So yeah, I, I could be had. I, I I liked it long ago. Now too brown for me. Is that right? Yeah, it's just too brown. Like I get it. No you know, vegetation, I, I, no yeah, no shrubbery yeah, to, to yeah. make you feel all fired you know, up. It, it's clean, you know. Actually, I, I honestly have the same problem with Vegas. You know, the Vegas lights light everything up, but it's just kind of too too brown for me, too desert for me. I need the greenery. I need, need the, well, I mean, you love playing golf courses, so yes. I understand. They do pop, and then, and then you were out at you know Breeders' Cup. I mean, you're you're surrounded by you know finely manicured. <laughs> spaces and, and fields. I get it. Oh, hey, that's a perfect transition from uh, one pony to another because we are talking about the Indianapolis Colts. What do you make of this uh, Jim Ursay hiring of Jeff Saturday? Because that's the conversation now. Like, we're not even talking about Frank Wright getting fired. Yeah. Like, that, like that has moved on of... And, and we've had the conversation. You have. I've had the conversations many times on the show you do with Jason, on the show you do with Bucky and, and Furman on Sunday mornings. And when I do with George Reister, we're talking Colts all the time. We're talking quarterbacks. We're talking Chris Ballard. But that is just immediately put into the back seat, into the trunk, as the whole Jeff Saturday conversation just took over on Monday. Yeah, I mean, how Ballard's not following him out the door and gets the vote of confidence yeah. from Ursay 
is is amazing, absolutely amazing in the process. But the hiring of Saturday, right? You get a yes man. He's been a good franchise guy for you, a good player, speaks well, comes back for all your Hall of Fame and Ring of Honor or whatever the hell you call it, inductions and and parties, and has always been a guy that you've liked having around. He's a guy you put in charge. Now, you had a couple of ex-head coaches on the staff, and if you were just looking for a former player, you've got Reggie Wayne. I think Cato June's on the staff. Like I think you've got guys that are former players that are part of part of what you already had, so someone in the building, but maybe that's the the point, is that you're looking for a guy who's your eyes, ears, and everything to take you through the rest of a, what is a difficult, miserable campaign, and he becomes, uh, I don't want to call him a rat, but to some degree, he's just a guy who becomes a, a placeholder as you decide who sticks around in your staff, and you limp along to whatever next season becomes. It's the Ballard conversation that is surprising me because when I was talking about this Monday uh, with Doug Gottlieb on the Doug Gottlieb show, I was assuming that Chris Ballard was likely on his way out. And that's why Jeff Saturday was getting this job, because you're now going to look for that coach GM combo that is now so prevalent in the NFL. You get a head start on, on pretty much all the teams except the Carolina Panthers, who are already they're just looking for a head coach. Scott Fitterer is going to stay around as their GM. But the the fact that Ursay says that Ballard's going to stay then made me wonder a little bit. I wasn't as up in arms as, as other people were about the Saturday deal just because I didn't believe that there was much value. And I even after Jim Ursay says, like, he this could be his gig, this could be his opportunity to do so, I, I, I'm not up in arms over it. I don't think that this – I you know, like – if anybody were to get the job, Mike, of anybody on staff, and you're right, with Cato June and Reggie Wayne there, and you talked about a couple of you know former head coaches, probably should have been John Fox of just being the guy who could, you know, took a team to a Super Bowl. So, like, you would have that. But if that's not what he wanted, I, I, I'm fine with it. I'm not, I'm not sitting there. I, I don't know what other coaches yeah. would want the job. I don't know, like, what, who, who wants the job where you're forced to play a quarterback by the owner your star running back is injured. Your offensive line is completely falling apart. Yes. And your best defensive player hasn't been available available for much of the year. You know, so right. I, I just, it's, a, it's a miserable situation all around. Yeah. I yeah. made the argument on air and, and I brought our world into it, right? And and I said this to Jason. I'm like, when when you're out Right, because he he brought up just you know to encapsulate one of our conversations on Monday night. All the podcasts up wherever you grab your audio, uh, and where wherever you're subscribing to I Watch Flex. But the idea that you have a job to do, right? He's like, how do these coaches go in? I'm like, well, you want your paycheck, and while you may feel a slighted, and maybe some of those guys do, maybe Reggie Wayne does, maybe you know pick any number of guys on staff. I think if you've dedicated your life to coaching, I can understand where you're miffed, right? You're a little Mm -hmm. salty about it, right? When it got some deeper dives, people getting immediately into race with it, it's like, well, I don't don't, don't think that's necessarily – I never want to dismiss it categorically for folks because if that's what you believe could be at play, I I can't tell you that it's not. I don't don't know what's in Jim Ursay's heart and what he's trying to do. 
He's just trying to get to the end of the season is how I looked at it and brought in a guy he likes, trusts, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, and and wants to just have a placeholder. Again, with the option for a long-term deal if it it went right. But it's the larger thing, like in our world, right? If Jason takes a night off, calls in sick, or has a vacation day, I don't always get to pick who's going to be in the chair next to me. Sure. Right? Depending on availability, depending on what the bosses want, might be someone I've never worked with. Doesn't mean I'm not going to show up and do my job. Means the show's going to sound a little different. Mm-hmm. Some of the interactions may not be as fluid as, say, when you're in or or I got a guy like Arnie Spanier where I just say open mouth and, and, and away he goes. Uh, I love my guy, Arnie. But you get my point. Like, it, it's, you know, familiarity and, and comfort and all those things. I still have a job to do. Likewise, the Colts coaches. It's not been ideal. You just listed a million reasons why you wouldn't necessarily want the job. Mm-hmm. And and Ballard, you know, was able to trade on, look at the offensive line that was built and this and whatever. He's also picked every quarterback since Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck retired a while back now. Mm-hmm. That's not last week. It's not last year. And wishing, wanting, hoping that he's going to come walking through the door and change his mind. Hell, I'm surprised he wasn't named the coach, given Jim Ursay's love of him. True. <laughs> but, but the point being that it's it's a very imperfect job. Ursay's been more involved. He's going Jerry Jones effect with how he's running the squad. And and even if even if you say, hey, you got to go work with Ballard. If these are the quarterbacks he's choosing to push along in the post-Luck era, post-Manning era, it's, yes, you might hit a bit and get back to 10 wins, 10 and 7, great. Outside chance, snowball's chance in hell that you're winning a Super Bowl. You had that one big run with Luck. Beyond that, you went from Brissett, Rivers, Wentz, Matt Ryan. Good luck with that. I'll, I'll just end the conversation by saying this. I did not, again... And it sounds like we're both kind of along the same lines. Was not as up in arms as it seemed a lot of people in the NFL were. Yes. And specifically in the National Football League. What we saw and heard on Monday night, the thing that I would be up in arms with are some of the contradictions, which may show that there is a lack of a vision of the Ballard situation, of Saturday's. Scenario. Now, what do you do with the quarterback when your head coach and your offensive coordinator are no longer there? You know, so like those are the things that contradict. Now, who's supposed to take care of Sam Ellinger as your starting quarterback? Now that you know the guys that were supposed to take care of him, you know, two of them are out the door. Like those are the things that contradict. Where you would say, okay, well, maybe Saturday or maybe somebody needed to do this, but but all in all. The season's lost anyway. I know they're three, five, and one, but they aren't going anywhere. You, you might as well, might as well tank as it is and, and, and move on and see what twenty twenty three gives. We them. we joked about it, but does Tom Herman have a job right now? I don't know. Could, you know couldn't you have funny. said, "Hey, you and Sam go to work together"? Like Jason <laughs> brought it up, just kind of as a one off, but like legitimately, if Ellen, Ellinger's the guy you're going to run with for the rest of the year, would that have maybe thrown some life there? I mean, I don't know. 
Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. Or do uh, they have a bad relationship? I, I don't I don't know. I it, it's, it's just throwing darts at it. But I, I didn't get upset. And, you know, obviously, whenever there's these stories and, you know, hierarchies and, and given the history of hiring in the National Football League and such, I know people get upset and angry. And it's like there's, there's just so many other factors to this. And the Jim Ursay is the base of it. Right. And and a guy that we we've certainly had many times to raise our hand going, Wait, you're doing what? You did what? I mean, think about the stories you've had to report on from the news desk and working with Doug through the years. Not exactly mm-hmm. one that is a straight line. And Ballard getting a free pass here is just ludicrous to me. But that's a whole other that that's another podcast and deep dive for another time. But he is beloved. That is that is for sure. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. 
Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, Mike, let's now actually talk about Colts players and players on other 32 teams in the National Football League. Again, get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Would you trade Jonathan Taylor? I mean, if he was your first overall pick, like if somebody was saying like, hey, I'll give you something for him. Would you? Would you? Would you send him on his way without, uh, uh, you know, having to think twice about it? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. You've got one game over a hundred yards this year. The only game that he scored a rushing touchdown. That's all the way back in week one against the Houston Texans. That's that's it. He's injured. You got a bad offensive line. You've got a grossly ineffective pass game. Defenses patchwork at best and i mean they're they're keeping it together as best they can it's not like they're getting blown out every week but uh you you haven't eclipsed 80 yards since week one Mm -hmm. i'm out yeah and that may be advice for those of you that don't have jonathan taylor that if you are thinking about it uh don't go after him um and yeah the the bum ankle who wants any of that um what would you do in a dynasty league though dan um I would, I would hold on. Um, hold on, that think they get they can get it righted. Yes, yes. Yeah, it, the, the, it's it's an absolute mess. But if if you're looking long term, and likely if you have Jonathan Taylor, your season isn't going well. Maybe you made some other great pickups uh, this year where there's an opportunity. I still think long term that there could be something there. And I don't want this. I don't want to be the guy that's the prisoner of. The Quentin Nelson, you know, because there's four other guys along that line sure. that that end up having to perform, which I think was a lot of the problems in Dallas is we always just saw Zach Martin's there, um, but then half the time he wasn't, um, and then the Cowboys line kind of fell apart right. at times over recent years. But um, I would hold on to him uh, for the long term. I do think that because he's that he's that guy, like he is, and if he's healthy and you just get even respect semi-respectable blocking, I'd hold on to him dynasty-wise. Yeah, I think there's still some value to be held there. Yeah. He's not, you know, the unfair cheat code that Derrick Henry is. Watching no. him gallop through the Kansas no. City squad. Like, that's just that's just poetry. Yeah. That, that brings me back to my childhood and back when running backs ruled the earth. Do you think Derrick Henry is a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Yes, I think so, too. Especially in today's NFL. Like, there is, there's, there's almost... I mean, if we're if we're putting Terrell, uh, you know, Terrell Davis, almost called him Terrell, like Terrell Owens. If we're putting you know Terrell Davis in, and you look at what Derrick Henry has done. Um, yeah, there's there's no doubt. He's only had three thousand yard seasons. He's going to have four, but he almost had one last year and only played eight games. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's... like last last year is really probably the the greatest testimony to his greatness and mm-hmm. how close he was to being because there were only seven thousand yard rushers last year dan <laughs> seven 
Yeah. That's how fractured the workload is and how much we've gone to the the passing game. And, and again, we can fight all we want about what should constitute a forward pass versus, all right, now it's just the over overhand version of a pitch. But they count it as a reception, so it gets categorized there uh, and changes and mutates those numbers some. But H- Henry watching him play, is, it's just a different different thing. I mean, that's a man crush kind of thing, watching this guy run. And against Kansas City was ridiculous. Five straight 100-yard games, four straight 200-yard games against the Texans, which means they really need to figure out something with their defense. You don't even have to – Malik Willis doesn't even have to attempt to throw against them. Here, stop this guy. <laughs> do, you know, uh, do you know who is – uh, Derrick Henry just passed on the all-time rushing list. I do not. Terrell Davis. Did he really? Yes. So see, that's why he was top of mind for you there. Here, yeah, here's the other thing. Uh, the guy that is two spots ahead of Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott. How about in that? In career rushing yards, yeah. And the guy sandwiched in between him, former Seahawk great Chris Warren. So 7,667 yards for uh, Derrick Henry and uh, Chris Warren. You got Chris Warren into the show. Good for yeah. you. That's <laughs> good old number 42. Nicely done, Dan. <laughs> he was good. He was he really was. good. Yeah. We, was, we forget about some of those players from back in the day. Yeah, they, they Seahawks were awful in the early 90s, but Chris Warren was one of the few uh, few bright spots. Um, let, let me throw out a couple other names. Um, first of all, your guy in Chicago, Justin Fields. Is he a st- fantasy starter uh, week in and week out now? Or are you st- maybe? Yeah. Okay. I think he is. You're, you're down, yep. I mean, top 12? Down with the cause. Like, if we're talking top 12, yeah. Top, even mm-hmm. top 10. I mean, because you're getting the rushing yards week after week. Uh, over the last six weeks, you're talking QB one or two, depending on your scoring. Um, it may not always be pretty. It's it's still a uh, work in progress, to say the least. But got to be encouraged by some of what you saw. And they had a play run, Dan, this week that really was interesting. It didn't end around to Mooney, and Fields crept out as a receiver. Mooney never looked back, but nobody rolled over to cover him. I'm going to guess we see that again here uh, in mm-hmm. short order, so he may add that to the uh, to the mix as well. But the the rushing efforts, and bit by bit you're watching the passing game expand, even with, as everybody says, lesser beings uh, out there. But Cole Komet a couple of touchdown passes, so now he's, based on what's going on at the tight end position, back on your waiver uh, targets going forward. Uh, and Darnell Mooney, who we've liked not loved, but he's been back as a, a third wide receiver for the last month now in terms of his fantasy efforts week to week. So opportunities, knock and, and more throwing on the run, all those things that you loved once upon a time. Hey, the Bears finally said, hey, you know what? Let's go back to the old tape and what this guy did well. I think that there could be a stinker in there, but it would be few and far between. Sure. You got the Lions coming up in uh you know, in week 10, you've actually got the Lions in week 17, championship week. So it's something to look forward to uh, as well. If you can get that far to have that matchup against that defense. And I know they only held Green Bay to nine points, but still wow. you'd like your opportunity to go up against Detroit, especially twice in the second half of the season. Well, but we do know the opportunities were there for Green Bay. And that's something that, you know, won't show up in the fantasy box scores. I mean, Rodgers was still a top 12 player as i alluded to earlier even with the three interceptions but the pass to the offensive lineman 
dude was wide open. How the hell does he not make that throw? I thought that was the most ridiculous was, thing I've ever seen. I didn't know if it was tipped. I didn't know if I was watching on the mix channel. So you have eight right. games going on and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, wait, did that hit this? You know, the, there were sky cam problems uh, in the Jets Bills game. I'm like, did that did that hit a cord or like, how was it so underthrown? And it was, yeah, it was a bad throw. We gosh, was it the last podcast or within the last week or two, we've talked about Green Bay plays and I, I'm playing no one from that team. Not no, a- right now. I mean, you had a, a brief uh, glimmer of hope for Aaron Jones, but now he's injured. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you look at Kylan Hill as a, all right, I guess I play defense if I have a roster big enough. I don't know what yeah. he is. You know, Bakhtiari's been I, playing well when he's healthy, but he can't stay in the lineup. You mentioned earlier, I mean, we've got all the injuries in the receiving core. Yeah. And now the defense I- with Gary, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I play Lazard. Maybe I play Lazard. I should take that back. Did I have, uh, eight, you know, 80-plus yards and a touchdown? You have to think they're going to be trailing, Mike. Well, and I think that's where we're headed, right, with the number of injuries. And you don't want to excuse it for the season because that was lost before this week. Mm-hmm. But not being able to take care of the, the Lions. And I, I laugh because, you know, we got a couple of Lions fans that work with us uh, uh, over the, here at Fox Sports Radio, and both of them are like, yeah, they're going to win this game. One of those, it's kind of, it's, you want to get a win because you haven't seen a win in forever, but it's also a, all right, this season is lost, Yeah. so don't screw it up. It's kind of like I've, I've mentioned with the Bears a couple of times. Sunday against the Dolphins was the best of all worlds. You're starting to see exactly what you could have in Justin Fields as a, a potential elite quarterback. And right now, I got a better quarterback in Chicago than they got in Green Bay. I've never <laughs> been able to say that in my life. And a lot, of, I know that I, we've seen tombstones and a lot of other craziness uh, going on in Chicago media. So it's not a new joke. The, but at least for the moment, I can feel good about it, Dan. This Justin Fields narrative has just got me because. I mean, six I'm weeks biased. ago, everybody wanted to kill him. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I just, you know, like just watching him in mean, his second year at Ohio State, it was the COVID year, just a lot of ups and downs. Um, but the first year that he was there, like it was just it's magnificent, you know, through three interceptions the entire year. Two happened to me in the, you know, playoff game against Clemson and one was on the last play that that sealed the unfortunately the Buckeyes fate in in my case but he was just magnificent that year it's just just great and to see what you had to go through last year with Nagy and then now this year you're trying to make the transition I mean you know heck it, you know Luke Getzey and Nathaniel Hackett were on that Packers staff last year and we talk about the problems Green Bay's having Hackett's obviously having issue, his issues in Bronco in Bronco country but you know he kind of had to give Getzey some time as well to just you know maybe get his feet you know on the ground in, the, in that new position and now you've got those new pieces so it's interesting just on how the narrative has changed so much around fields and I have to say I'm happy to see it no, not, no more Mitch Trubisky talk in Chicago, that's died down. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no longer hate watching. Like, and even yes. with Fields, I mean, the first couple weeks of the season, and you got young quarterbacks hang on to the ball a little bit longer. We stipulate to that. Ball security for Fields, bit of an issue, but a lot of things he was being blamed for does go back to some of the scheme and and things they weren't doing. They weren't any yardage he was gaining as a runner were scrambles. 
They weren't design runs. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're doing a little bit of both, right? And, and defenses have to worry. You're also eliminating some of the problem you were having with the interior offensive line not being able to get off the ball and provide any level of pocket for him to work from. Like his first step had to be left or right because the center position has been so bad. We've talked about it for weeks here on the show. So what do you do? You finally start to roll a little bit, finally start to get the guys to move. And they trust if they keep working and work back towards the ball, dude's got a cannon of an arm. That's never been a question. So now you start using that, combine it with a little bit of touch. Saw a couple plays in the Ravens game tonight that I saw Chicago guys going, hey, hey, Getsy, put that in the book. Put that in the book. Add that one. Uh, The touchdown pass to Isaiah Likely uh, in particular was the one that everybody seemed to like. So, you know, you go through and and it's all a developmental process. And in year two, as you're in a situation where you traded away a couple of players on the defensive side and you've got this nice pile of draft picks. Yes, you traded away for Chase Claypool. He was signing makeshift Claypool jerseys where people had duct taped his name over Trubisky's. That was kind of funny to watch because they didn't have time to go get a new nameplate made, Dan. So they they put that on for now. And they shouldn't, by the way. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have time to do that. Well, and that's it. So, but they had him sign. And he was happy and whatever. But the the idea being that even with a great performance on Sunday, they moved up seven slots in the draft. So now some of those receivers and toys that you're looking at for. Justin Fields may be available. Maybe it's a lineman. Maybe it's another wide receiver. Maybe it's a huge defensive piece. But you've got options, and you've got a giant pile of money to spend. So the future looks bright in Chicago, and I haven't said that really in a long, long time. No, no, and and, and it, it truly just to see him what he did was was great to see. But again, you've got to like this is. And I'll, I'll just I'll leave it at this. And I just bring up Hackett in Denver with Russell Wilson. You finally land the job of your career that you've always wanted to do. You've always wanted to be a head coach. And he was given the job and knew that they had an opportunity to acquire Russell Wilson, probably signed off on it. You know, I assume that that's the case. Everybody's on the same page. But when you go and you have that job for the first time, you want to do what brought you there. You know, so it may take some adjusting to the other guy. And that's just what I think happens. You know, Luke Getze has his program. Luke Getze's got what he wanted to do with an offense. And now you're like, okay, Justin Fields is going to be our guy. Let's figure out a way to do it. And you know what? Maybe it took him six or seven games to do so. But now that's a small price to pay for what you could get in Chicago after his disastrous rookie season because of the, you know, coaching circus that was going on there. Like six and se- six or seven games, small price to pay to find out if you got a franchise quarterback. Well, and that's it, right? You're looking at a, a franchise that reset the GM position, which was a, a, has been an abject failure multiple times. And at least in the moment, Ryan Poles seems to have a direction and a purpose. Folks may not like it, right, in terms of the build, but at least for the moment – you, you see where he's trying to head with things. And when you deal away a Roquan Smith, who is part of a winning effort for the Ravens uh, on Monday night, or you deal away uh, Smith and he goes to Philadelphia and they start rolling up as they have been, and yeah. he gets integrated pretty quickly Robert there, Quinn, right? Yeah. Robert, or, I'm sorry, Robert Quinn uh, that goes over there. Uh, who was I thinking of? 
I you don't just know. said Smith again. That's all. Yeah, you, you know, you're working with Jason Smith. I, I'm upset. I'm obsessed you know. with him. <laughs> I, I guess as it goes. No, so Robert Quinn goes there, and, and he becomes part of their rotation. And so now you're looking at a situation whereby um, people were wondering, especially when you bring Chase Claypool back, right? Who got replaced by George Pickens in Pittsburgh, and so he kind of fell out of favor. And then you have the opportunity to go and acquire a guy. Not at a you know huge price, but still, just it seemed a, a bit incongruous. But you're also trying to mix and match, give Justin Fields some options, and, and build that way. So it's it's all of it in in construct with Denver. You've got a and and you're talking about a second year quarterback versus the long term of Russell Wilson, because part of it is also recognizing you're going to have to listen to him of what he wants. Right. In terms of yeah, coaches working with a young player saying, hey, you haven't done it here. Uh, In theory, you're more likely to just get the buy in of you got to trust our system, trust the process, steal from the Sixers and everything else. Whereas in Denver, Hackett's learning pretty fast. All right. This is how Russell operates. Where do we meet in the middle? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal. 
and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Mike, let's get to some waiver wire guys for Week 10. Here's who I'm by, who's on by, Ravens, Patriots, Jets, and Bengals. Um, we'll also look ahead to Thursday night's uh, Panthers-Falcons game as well because I do think there are a couple of things in that game, uh, especially if you are rostering any guys that we at least need, need to uh, make note of. Waiver wire guys, uh, waiver wire wise, say that three times fast. Nicely done. Who do you like uh, heading into week 10? Yeah, I like that fit of Jeff Wilson down in Miami. He's only uh, owned in about half of leagues right now uh, based on the uncertainty of fit down distance whatever so opportunity there Garrett Wilson because he's a jet hadn't been picked up in but two-thirds of leagues so still some opportunity to add him again you don't have to like Zach Wilson and they're on a bye this week so that's not an urgent play but certainly something to hang a star on because he's he's pretty damn good and if they can figure out anything in the passing game, uh, he's going to be the beneficiary. Uh, we talked Josh Palmer a bit earlier still no word on how quickly any of these Los Angeles Chargers receivers are returning. And this guy coming out of concussion protocol, et cetera, becomes a top target for Justin Herbert, who spun it. Was it a pretty game? No, but it's a win over Atlanta. Rondale Moore, you and I stump for him every week, even though Arizona's a disaster. But 10 targets this last week, good fantasy returns for him. Traylon Burks. Remember him? Yeah. Uh, Mike Vrabel said, who are we supposed to throw to <laughs> when asked about the passing game uh, after the loss to the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, Burks is going to come back. And I don't know about you, but there were a couple of moments for Malik Willis, and part of it is reticence to that he he really has what he thinks he's seeing. And, and he'll grow out of that, I hope. Uh, and and maybe having Burks back uh, will help a little bit because again you got to throw the ball to somebody. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. as a stash, again not a high ranking option, but he's going to sign a deal here in short order. So mm-hmm. perhaps a guy if you're thin at wide receiver, maybe you got deeper rosters and and those kind of things that you can find an opportunity. You mentioned Cole Komet before, uh, and then again Kylan Hill, not a huge play. But we're trying to find where you might have a couple of touches here and there. He and Isaiah Spiller are two guys that are more just a watch, wait, and see. But at least for the moment, they have a chair at the table. I find it interesting as well, uh, looking at uh, off of Kenyon Drake's performance uh, for the Ravens on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the league, uh, on the site that I'm in, rostered in 45% of leagues. 
So that seems kind of kind of funny, doesn't it? Yeah, very funny. Especially and, with word that Edwards probably wasn't going to play, which was pretty early in the week. Yeah, yeah. So Ravens on by. Maybe if people are sleeping, maybe they're looking ahead to projected points for Week Ten. That could be one uh, if it uh, slid under the radar in your league. Uh, seems like an obvious pick, but it's at least maybe one you want to just do some due diligence on. But if legitimately sure. it's still unowned in that high a percentage entering this week's waivers, yeah, I mean, maybe an opportunity to go make a, a little play with your free agent acquisition budget. Yes, absolutely. So hey, we've got. Can I, I have to do, oh. just do it since we're on the the subject of leagues, um, and it's not to rub salt in any wounds. Uh, guillotine survives. Oh, okay. All right, staying alive. Good for you. Was well, it close? Those, no. This this one, I actually led the league this week. That's why first, you brought it up. First win of That's the, why you, you know what? I, did, I didn't until you asked if I was close. I just knew I got through and, and remembered that I got through. And it's like, oh, wait, no, I actually won. Well, no, because it, it goes back to waiver wire. There's a team that's getting dropped that I don't know that I would bid on a single player. <laughs> That and somehow they survived to week nine. <laughs> it's, it's a strange world. A very, very strange world. A strange world where uh, we can uh, remember that the Panthers and Falcons were playing a game where DJ Moore chucked his helmet, cost his team 15 yards. They missed the extra point, missed another field goal, and the Falcons won. That was uh, less than a week and a half ago. And now these teams play on a Thursday night in Charlotte. Like, How dumb is that? Yes, absolutely crazy. But that's what we've got in Week 10. This Atlanta backfield with Cordero Patterson now back. I, Patterson gets in the end zone a couple of times. But Tyler Algier uh, has 10 carries for, what, 99 yards. Caleb Huntley was getting like was getting carries. And, and Mike, you still have Marcus Mariota as your quarterback, yeah. who you know is going to get some carries. Um, I said about a month or two, actually, before Patterson got hurt, that the one player I wish I drafted was Cordero Patterson. I just have a couple of questions right now with that Falcons backfield. There's there's hay to be made. I just don't know who's going to make it week to week. Yeah, I, I think Patterson's still going to be the guy. Two touchdowns in the return. Uh, the other guys are going to feed, but you also have to look at the opponent in this particular case. So I'm, I'm wondering, and I'm talking about this last opponent, uh, when we look at the Chargers, they were giving up 5.7 yards per carry and banged up and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So thought the run game could get over. I thought Atlanta would win going away. Uh, so I was surprised to see the the, well, the, the Chargers <laughs> roll and, and, and finish. They, they tried to give it away. They did. I mean, I mean, yeah. like Austin Eckler fumbling, and then yeah. another fumble, and and uh, that was one of the more insane plays you're going to see. Yeah, yeah. Drake London getting stripped from Khalil Mack uh, in the third quarter as Atlanta was about to score. Uh, so there was an opportunity for them as well. But the Chargers, yeah, did everything they could in the Charger way, but actually ended up winning that one. And as for Carolina, PJ Walker and his. Uh, one first down in the first half against Cincinnati. Wow. And back starting. So you've got that to look forward to. How does Baker to. Mayfield not start this next game? Um, because he did not look great even when he came in in the second half. Oh, you don't have to look great. Yeah. But, I mean, when you legitimately just say, all right, this is so bad. It's not like, is he a friend? You're not thinking he's a franchise guy. So. So what the no, hell? <laughs> you know, I'll tell you why, too, because there's – Or is there activations? Comp- yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. there are. So um, conditional pick. So, so there you go. 
Yes. Yeah, I, I hadn't go, done the deep dive, but yeah, it, as you start talking it out, it's like, all right, what's the draft compensation? What's the dollars? What's the like? What what is it for snaps played and all that? Okay, yeah, yeah that makes perfect sense then. But yeah, DJ Moore, I mean, fire him up again. I don't know how much I love Dante Foreman anymore. Yeah, but I, still probably flex worthy based on a touch count. I don't know how much I love DJ Moore anymore. He's he, <laughs> played in this past week. He had two catches and just not on the page with anyone. The good news is, is Sam Darnold again getting closer and closer. Yay. So you could see Sam Darnold on the oh, field. Oh, he could come in passes. for a Yeah, sure. He could come in for a few winging around. Yeah, no, it, it, look, DJ's nothing more than a three, I guess. I, was, I certainly wasn't endorsing him at anything better. I'm going to call him DJ Less. Nice. That's what I've Well, because I mean, look, because I've seen a lot of, A, Terrace Marshall based on his six targets. Like, what? <laughs> like, no. I'm, I'm, I'm listening, Mike. There's like, there's eight games going on. That game was a blowout. Absolutely. Oh, no, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But I'm still watching because I need points from DJ Moore. And I'm like, why are you throwing to these guys with double digit numbers? Like, like, (laughs) let's go. Let's look for the single digit deuce. Throw to him, and it just didn't happen very often. But, but that's but, what we got. But Dan, Thursday that's night. that's the same thing over and over again. You watch with some of these squads, particularly those that are drifting and starting to sink towards the bottom. And I know draft considerations and trying to get forward uh, and raise your stakes as you can. I talked about it with the Bears before. That as much as I loved watching the success. In the end, you've got some long-term ambitions, too, that that helps with a loss to the Dolphins. And I guess you get to the same thing with some of these other squads, but you still have stars that need to get fed. Otherwise, they're going to start complaining uh, and causing a ruckus Mm -hmm. in your organization. And maybe you just say, screw it, we don't care. But certainly, I mean, look at Houston. Brandon Cooks doesn't get traded and decides he doesn't want to even play football on a Thursday night. Yeah. Like, what what a— how many more also guys on will do one that? One of my teams, actually, no, both of my teams. Yeah, uh, there were two players that I took. No, in yeah, both it was of my one leagues. of our guys. Yeah, Brandon Cooks was one. Rashad Penny was the other. Oh, yes, yes, oh, man. Well, yeah. Oh man. All right, we've we've gone long enough, Mike. Um, so, just my final thought is this: uh, can't wait to watch the Seahawks in Germany. I thought they were going to be a twelve-point underdog when the season started. I've seen some spots minus one, some spots pick them. But uh, right now, uh, basically about a two-point underdog, two-and-a-half-point underdog. How about that? Yeah. Can't wait for uh, football in Deutschland coming up on uh, on Sunday. I'm going to have to freshen up on the German uh, for our next podcast. That'll be live while I'm on air for a half hour. Yeah, not Lock too ears, save their uh Save their souls with another win as the Rams circled the drain some more. Outside of a Cooper Cup touchdown, only 120 passing yards for Matthew Stafford. Hmm. But Cam Akers played, buddy. That was going to solve it all. (laughs) All right, I'm cashed out. You got anything left in the tank? I I could rant forever, but uh, we'll leave it there. If only his name was Jeff Sunday, it would fit much better in the National (laughs) Football League. But Jeff Saturday is your interim head coach. And, hey, he played in the league. You're not going to see players um, treat him like he's a nobody. But it is just interesting, again, on how everything played out. I'm more interested in the reaction to everybody. So I thought there was a lot of way overreactions. We'll see if uh, we're right or they're right, Mike. Welcome It'll to hot take, non- hot take Nonsense. That's the beauty of opinions. And it, But the problem with the Saturday thing, not to belabor it, Dan, it wasn't a function of will he help them win games at all. Like, that wasn't even part of any of the analysis. It was just 
why does he get this job? Yes. Well, that's because people don't think he can win games because of what he'd done previous, previously. Yeah, I think and, it was just categorically dismissed as to the job he'll do versus mm-hmm. him getting it. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Uh, get well to our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, who uh, Bursch usually gives you a streaming defense uh, and tells us how his defenses did under the weather. So hopefully Bursch will be back uh, by the uh, next episode. So for Mike Harmon, you can get on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I will do this in a couple of days, Mike. How about that? Yeah, let's do it again. Set All up right. week 10 already. Double digits. Find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. We'll talk to you next time here on I Want Your Flex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.